uh, I wake up and I have like a, a plate of, of really varied, varied tasks and things to do. I'm really excited by that. So yeah, that's key for me to have, to have diversity in, in sort of like my everyday work. Hey guys, so welcome to episode number four of the Stills in Motion podcast. Today I'm joined by travel and lifestyle photographer Jeffrey Kiefer. Um, on today on the podcast, we kind of chat about like how Jeffrey got into photography, like how it kind of fits into his work today, and how he kind of balances a few different jobs um, on the go at the same time. I kind of wanted to discuss a bit more of the topic of what it's like to have a photography business on the side of other things because I think that's something that a lot of us do go through um, either temporarily or maybe permanently and um, I think it's important to kind of think about why you might why you might have it as a side hustle or why um, or how kind of you can manage that effectively like Jeffrey is like the ultimate time management like guy um, so he's a good guy to get some advice on this from um, but yeah I hope you enjoyed today's episode like I think there's a lot of like valuable insights from Jeffrey today right so here we go with episode four right so thanks Jeff cheers for coming on the podcast mate pleasure Simon awesome awesome to be here thanks for having me on uh, yeah exciting <laughs> How's how's life treating you out in Byron Bay at the moment? As of as of right right now, it's um, it's a wet summer. It's uh, <laughs> raining and and super windy the last like twenty four hours. But uh, we've moved here I think one and a half months ago, and uh, so far so good in that respect. It's um, lovely to be back by the beach again and uh, living sort of a life outside of the city. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Lots um, of positives. Yeah, man, I bet. I, mean, I visited Byron Bay like three or four years ago now, and I loved it. Such a nice, yeah. nice part of the world. Yeah, it's 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 changing a lot. Like, I think domestically as well. Obviously, because of, of COVID and like um, tourism and, and stuff, there's there's a lot of people coming from from the bigger cities. So the town mm. swells. I think it's like ten thousand people um, mm. normally, and then yeah. Going into town itself is like quite an experience because it's uh yeah packed at the moment. Yeah, I bet. Um, but anyway, so so for the listeners who so maybe don't know, haven't heard of you before, could you like give us a bit of a bit of an introduction to kind of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so no, yeah, my name's Jeffrey. Uh, I've been an outdoor lifestyle photographer, uh, dabbling in a bit of video as well. For the last seriously for the last like one and a half two years um basically just a simple guy i would say loves landscapes uh and, and enjoying you know sort of the great outdoors capturing these sort of authentic moments uh with friends and whoever's along for the ride really um and yeah i would say starting to do a little bit more commercial work as well. That's sort of become the, the shift in focus for me, uh, at least in late 2019, 2020. Um, but uh, it's a cool journey to be on. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been awesome kind of seeing how you progress like the last like few years, like following you on Instagram and stuff. Um, thanks, man. But kind Same of- Same to you, same oh, to you. <laughs> thanks, man. Um, back in the beginning, like how did you kind of get into photography? What was kind of- how did that kind of look? 
Um, man, like I would say end of high school was sort of the, the start of it all, I guess. It's very like sort of uh, not directly related to, to finding some particular person that I, that I enjoyed their, their work of or it was just kind of like using an iPhone 4, <laughs> going out with some friends. Uh, this was like, yeah, in the, last year, in the last year of high school and there's a lot of like waterfalls and um, sort of nature, rainforests around the, the school that I went to. So I would often just sort of head out with a bunch of mates in the car, especially on a summer holidays kind of thing. And um, this would just kind of be the pastime and, and I found myself sort of racking up a lot of these like, oh, this is kind of cool photo. You know, you've got, you've got all the guys sort of at, at the waterfall, uh, sort of like this candid style. And then I guess things just kind of evolve. Uh, after high school, it was a, was a gap year that I took and then that same interest just kind of kept developing and obviously you go to different places and then, uh, yeah, I guess you, you just start picking up this inspiration from, from all the places you visit, or at least for me, it, it, was, the, it was the case. And um, yeah, what set it off was a, it almost sounds cliche, but a trip to the Philippines in like mid-2017 and that was when I was uh, ready to invest like 300 Australian dollars for a secondhand uh, Nikon. Um, and that was really the beginning of it all. I was so stoked with, with what I was capturing. Um, even when I look back on it now, I'm like, what is that? But uh, <laughs> that, was, that was the catalyst. Yeah, if I had to like pin it down to um, two weeks, three weeks uh, where I really found this like love for photography and especially connecting that with, with um, travel, lifestyle, outdoors. Yeah, I would say that's, that's how it happened. And then sort of discovering Instagram, to be honest, um, and, and really seeing sort of the breadth of, of uh, work a lot of, a lot of people are putting out and understanding that it, that it um, is just like a fantastic tool to meet people and, and uh, to just like create a style and create a name for yourself in, in that way. That was really inspiring for me. So yeah, that's like more than three years ago. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> it really does, man. So so since then, kind of how has how has photography kind of like progressed for you and like how what does it kind of look like now and how does it fit into your life and work today? Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a it's been a huge zigzaggy kind of line, I guess, if you would if you would pop it on a piece of paper. Like it's it's uh no sort of like checkpoint sequential kind of like journey um i I mean as as is any any sort of like i guess unorthodox uh way of life or whatever but you know you start kind of with the the product exchanges or or whatever like you know that that you sort of hit up brands for um and then you're just so stoked if if you would ever get some sort of collaboration like that um and then same with like, if, if, I, if I was traveling somewhere and then getting like the first hotel to stay at in return for some sort of like imagery ideal that you agreed on. Um, that was sort of like, yeah, the foundation, I guess. I guess it sounds, it sounds kind of funny. I think, I think there's a lot of different, different opinions as well on like how you should sort of get into the industry, whether you should like work for free um, in that sense. 
but like for me uh, I didn't I wasn't really like concerned about it at that point it was it was just more just I think getting sort of this confidence up in myself like okay like there's enough people that sort of see value in my work and, and doing it this way um, was a good way for me and then yeah there, there was like a certain trip you know for that first job that that you're sort of um, compensated for and that was kind of surreal I guess really surreal um, I don't know how in depth you want me to go but it was it was like a trip to Iceland we were shooting some luggage um, for for uh, for like a pretty a pretty pretty solid brand and yeah that was like the first peak I guess and then it's always personally for me seeing like how, how can we keep up that momentum because it really does feel like this sort of like thing you've got to keep rolling um, but then after that it's like uh, yeah realizing that okay for this to become a sustainable thing or a semi-sustainable thing there needs to be some sort of like ongoing um, effort in terms of like reaching out um, putting proposals together collaborating with people I think is a huge one um, so I think in a nutshell that's that's how I found it a, a super zigzaggy kind of path so far with um, yeah with things made pretty interesting especially with with COVID uh, so I was like close to just making that jump into full time in March this year and then obviously like having quite a few things cancelled like in the same day uh, that I was really looking forward to like this European summer or the one that just passed uh, so it's kind of put that sort of uh, ambition or, or goal on hold for a bit but yeah man yeah no that's really interesting I, I think like it's the case for a lot of people is this like zigzaggy kind of like random route that you sort of go into photography I think there's there's very few people right now kind of taking the more traditional route where you know you go study it or train to be a photographer I think now it's very yeah. much like you kind of pick up this hobby and then slowly you end up down a pathway of things as they as they come towards you or you seek them out um yeah so it's, yeah it's interesting to hear that because i'm sure there's lots of people that can kind of like relate to you on that i mean i can relate to this the same as for me and i'm sure it's yeah. the same for a lot of a lot of other people kind of how they got into it it's just um, funny it's just funny like push pull i think like with with like demand and, and supply really like are you is are people like inquiring about like what you're what you're doing or do you find yourself in the position where like oh i need to you know i need to put myself out on a limb as of right now to try and get the work well i guess it depends on the situation right if you're if you're um sort of using photography as like your your sole income um yeah this whole like element of, of like pressure that that can come out of um of all of that is uh an interesting one to deal with and then it, then you start like sort of yeah i guess your self your self-worth or something kind of, kind of just really fluctuates i think for me at least um based on based on sort of how things have gone in the last month or how things are traveling for time so an interesting one yeah. yeah i don't know how you are with like setting standards in in terms of um yeah like not not only just like in prices or but like you have uh, sort of I don't know ways to deal with ways to deal with like the highs and lows you just kind of like stick it out or i'm quite curious actually 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because like some months will be like brilliant and some months there'll be nothing. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's very up and down. Um, and I'm sure yeah. lots of people, unless they've got regular like repeats sort of work will probably be in yeah. the same position if, as a freelancer. Like I think it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to, um, it's hard to kind of know that. And I think that's, that's like part of it, isn't it? It's that unknown of mm. uh, when is the next thing going to come? And mm. I guess it's like, it's like finding a balance of being comfortable and, but, all, but kind of also being able to take those risks, I guess, if that's like where you want to go, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's, it, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a tricky one. Um, I, th I think, yeah, I'm probably not the best person to, to give advice on that because I haven't been doing it for as long as other people. But um, yeah. yeah, I would say, I'd say, for advice for other people kind of listening, like I think a good, good thing. Well, this is what, this is what I did when I went freelance. Mm. I got to a point where I had a sort of good float and I'd had a good few like jobs. And then yeah. when I was at that point, I was like, right, I can kind of sustain myself for six months, 12 months. Yeah. If nothing happens, if nothing comes my way, I can kind of know that that's going to happen. I can make that gamble on myself and see if it's yeah. going to work. And I, I think that's a, that that worked for me like yeah um, that's that's been something that that worked for me so i don't know cool. it, but yeah it's, it's it's a tricky one like kind of knowing when to to do it and i think there is never really probably a right time like in all honesty i think it's yeah no absolutely particularly this year you know like you you probably chose the worst time to, to try <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll never i'll never forget like it was it was just coming off like the back of a an awesome of an awesome project and just getting like literally like five emails in a row and like just cancellations you're like what is going on today really like um so it's a it's a it's a hard pill to swallow well it was for me like um earlier this year so going back to like uh having this like idea of a float or or giving yourself some sort of um breathing room before making the jump or, or that sort of commitment for me i don't know if it's of value but like i i actually was working uh remotely well, i am working remotely still for a company called happy socks and that's been that's been the way that has um yeah primarily given me sort of that geographic um dependence or just being able to be wherever you want um has been super important to me uh not only living living abroad and being able to squeeze in these sort of like trips for projects um on the side kind of but then also coming here and, and being able to do the same thing and um yeah i, I think uh for me it's, it's important to have this sort of like sense of security in in the background um so yeah i guess there's there's many ways you can do it as you said yeah, yeah absolutely also that also that this year is not the best for it yeah it's definitely a tricky one although I, I do know people have kind of managed to make it work this year but it is definitely an uncertain time to make that kind of leap so i think mm. yeah i mean it, it sounds like you've you've got quite a good situation really like i think have being able to so happy socks is based in sweden right but you're it currently is, yeah. living in byron bay in australia so that's like yeah. as remote working as it gets almost <laughs> yeah i guess it almost like if you would go 
on, on like on a globe and just like mm, how far away can I get <laughs> so the furthest almost uh, maybe New Zealand I don't know yeah. but like uh, pros and cons with everything like amazing to have the flexibility but then obviously you've got some commitments that time zone wise uh, find myself on meetings you know in the evening and that's um, not the not the best but it's like part of the part of the situation I guess yeah of course so kind of um, we get to kind of dive into a bit of like your other jobs uh, because I know they're quite relevant to um, kind of photography as well but um, yeah yeah I'd kind of like to go back a couple of steps and just talk about kind of like um, your like studying business at university and kind of how that has helped you go into the jobs that you're doing now and with photography and or if it hasn't or you know yeah sure um, yeah unfortunately no like super super clear path was laid out with that with that like degree it was like a business communications um, bachelor but I think if if anything it the the marketing side is something that, that I'm really interested in um, and it always fascinates me to see what the latest sort of big dogs are doing in the game in terms of like Alex Stroll and, and sort of you know their companies or workshops that they're rolling out I, I think it's it's fantastic how um, a lot of creatives are just being so inventive with with sort of the, the business ideas or um, concepts that they're just like putting out on the market and it's yeah, it's really, it really feels like this new wave. Um, but for me, like, I would say the, the main, the main takeaway from like studying at uni for me was like the having the, having these like sort of foundational skills of, um, yeah, being diligent, um, and understanding just how to put it how to put together just like basic emails or reach out to people or at least have like in sort of an inkling of, of, you know, okay, there needs to be some sort of value exchange. Like who am I to that, to a potential client right now? Uh, and how can I make myself less of a stranger, uh, in, in, in sort of like a, um, in, and communicate that in, in a way that's, you know, going to be a value to them or that, that might perk their interest. Um, I think, just having that that sort of basic basic skill was was um, was a good start because uh, yeah just understanding like how to present yourself in this world especially you know one that is so competitive uh, I think it's really important what what um, gives you that edge per se um, so yeah I don't know if that was a if that was a direct answer to to what you're asking actually but no no it was good it's interesting because like. Um, yeah, because uh, I, I at university I studied geography and then I studied marine science for a master's, so it's kind of yeah. a bit unrelated to what I'm doing now. So I kind of just was interested from your perspective, like because I presume you kind of touched on a few like marketing kind of things during your business degree, and I just I just wondered yeah. like how if they'd been applicable to your current job at Happy Socks and like for, with photography as well, like the, on the business side of things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for for the marketing side at, at Happy Socks, absolutely. Um, but it, it's always interesting. Like I have found with with uh, at least with this sort of business degree stuff at, at universities, there's always this sort of lag. You know, maybe maybe a year or two 
the information that you're getting at, like, at that point in time is not the most updated, right? Like your lecturer is not, it's most likely a lecturer full time or, or for the most for the most part and not also like running uh, a marketing agency or, or, or part of one at the same time. So in terms of like relevance of information and actual like real world application of, you know, say for example, Facebook ads or um, influencer marketing, it's not like you're getting the latest and greatest. It, it's still at the end of the day, it comes out of a textbook and there's a syllabus and um, I mean, yeah, hard for that to change, I, I guess, especially on sort of like a societal societal level. Um, but again, I think it's just the just the foundation of working to deadlines, working in groups with people. Yeah. Uh, they, these are skills that you kind of take with you for life, and having a few years of, of doing that, or having that as like a um, like as a focus, I guess, as in in some ways, um, that was always a big help for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, so right now you're kind of you're working for Happy Socks as a what what is it you're doing there you're working on their marketing strategies are you yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting one so it's i'm i'm working in influencer marketing mostly but also helping to manage their their socials uh so if anything like connecting that to to photography has been fascinating because it's two sides of the coin really you know in one in one circumstance i'm the person reaching out to to a business um hoping to to get some work or, or sending a proposal. And on the other side, I receive, um, I would say close to, close to 50 collaboration requests per day at Happy Socks. So that's, it's an, it's an immense amount of volume, you know? And so over, over a few years, you kind of build up the, this sort of like reservoir or like sort of, amount of responses that that you're like oh yeah that you know maybe i could use that in, in my own like in my own photography um reach outs in the future and then you also see like okay so many people are going down like an instagram dm route and it's like it's not going to be the way like you, you can't just come to a prospective client just saying hey want to collab like it's it's not gonna i would say 99 uh failure 99% failure rate if you, if you would go that way um, so yeah seeing both sides of the coin is is really interesting and, and understanding okay what our company is also looking for or at least what's happy socks looking for um, something that speaks to their brand aesthetic and and that's that's going to be universal right it doesn't matter if it if it's socks or um, yeah a, a cool a cool baggage company or, or whatever um, there needs to be some alignment with who the person is and, and who the company is as well. So I think in, in that case, that's, that's also what I'm looking for when we strike up collaborations um, on Happy Socks, which is, yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, man, I bet. Okay, so being on, being on that side of the kind of influencer marketing side, what, what would you say are the do's and don'ts for people reaching out uh, for those kind of like social media collaborations? Yeah, sure. Um, so if, it's, if there's an element of, of social media involvement, are you asking like if, if they want to reach out uh, to do like posts on their feed sponsored by Happy Socks or are you just saying if they've reached out via social? 
Mm, I guess reaching out with the prospect of like working with them, yeah. either either on a photography video like provision for payment yeah. or like or with that and then also like social posts like yeah guess, absolutely um well i would come with an idea i would come uh with that idea packaged in a in a pdf or whatever and then have the first message be <laughs> not longer than not longer than you know two little paragraphs or something you know because because the last thing someone wants to read is is a is a background into a random photographer that they don't know that no yet that you need to establish like some sort of context to the message um and some sort of value driven um focus as soon as possible really because it's all about capturing attention at the end of the day uh and move 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 the the conversation away from dms as quickly as possible no business deal or photography job uh on a decent level i guess is going to be decided or or um finalized via dm that's that's my experience at least so come with come with an idea be be succinct with with uh what you're reaching out for obviously introduce yourself like with one line um it's more just like giving an extensive background that that sort of glazes my eyes over when it, when I when I see it myself um, yeah so those sort of that sort of like foundation for the message and then also asking for an email where um, if it's a, if the message is of interest because it's always nice to be courteous I guess um, if the message is of interest move move the, the PDF or offer to send the PDF there um, to discuss things further because I think emails is a so format that's just obviously way way more suited um, to sort of having that conversation. Um, but what else? Like I mean, there's there's you can get creative with it as well. There's you wouldn't believe the the different types of, of uh, things that that we get sent. Like almost almost on a daily basis, like people doing shoots already uh, with with happy socks and, and um, I mean. This is all. This is all well and good, but I think it's. Well, it comes down comes down to the to the images themselves, right? That's that's the that's where the value is for for the company, um, and if that's sort of not there, then then the whole thing is it's it's uh it doesn't really matter, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear it from like the other side because. I think yeah. you kind of get into a bit of like an echo chamber of people telling you, oh, you should reach out this way. Oh, you shouldn't reach out this way. Like <clears> it's kind of hard to, to know, but um, I think it's, I think from, to some extent you can sort of tell like Instagram DMs are kind of, I mean, I, I'm sure they can be a great way of introducing yourself, but it's never mm -hmm. going to be somewhere, something that you can sort of formally agree something. And I'm sure yeah. lo loads of companies are kind of swamped in their dms like they've probably got messages from hundreds and hundreds of yeah. photographers or whatever yeah um did you ever so. did you ever go through go through a period or do you do you often reach out through instagram dms because i'm curious because I, I definitely went i think i think it's a great a great a great way to reach out especially for smaller smaller brands right i think i think that? for smaller brands it's, it's probably it's probably a, a a good way i guess i, I think it, i think it depends who you want to get in touch with perhaps um yeah I, i've never really 
I've never really kind of like reached out that way. I'm, I'm, I'd mm. rather go for an email to be honest um, mm. because I prefer that way. And I, I think you can kind of like, you can go and find these people on LinkedIn or- um, I was about to say. Or like, LinkedIn. you know, just, just by Google search, be like marketing yeah. manager for this company or have yeah. a look on LinkedIn and see who's kind of in that role. And um, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's other ways, other ways of doing it, to be honest, that probably yeah. more effective. And that you can also just include other things in your email, you know, like what you were saying about maybe including a bit of a pitch deck of like an idea that you had. Um, I think that's going to show a lot more value like immediately to someone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you package it nicely in that way um, and given, giving the receiver a reason or um, just doing enough to spike their interest to, to see what you've created for them, um, yeah. I think it's a great first step. And to your point, like LinkedIn, I think is a powerful beast, really. Like, uh, I don't know if it in, in my universe, if it's like, I consider it like underrated, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's a professional tool that's not only for people are in corporate jobs. It's a great way to present yourself um, ultimately uh, in a, in, in my view, quite like a serious, serious way. And that's always good, you know, connecting with the right, with the right folks at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to do a bundle of good. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, LinkedIn. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's really great, mate. Thanks for all those, those tips and stuff. Like I think um, having, having the perspective of someone on the other side is, is really interesting. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah, cool, man. I think like at the end of the day, you, like just, just practical things um, that, that are, can be so easily overlooked, right? Because there's, there's obviously a million ways to, to skin the cat in, in terms of the first contact and um, I guess keeping, that, keeping it um, keeping it as short and sweet as possible um, whilst also getting your point across is the way to go, really. Like you, you were, yeah, imagine, imagine you, would do, you would do the reach out via, via person, you know, just think like, first of all, how weird would that be? But then also like, how quickly can you give yourself context and make yourself come across in the best way so that um, you could continue the conversation and not just sort of be this like, yeah, um, I guess a random, random person and, and continue to be that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I guess it's like trying to be personable, but not to the extent where you're writing your life story to someone. And, exactly. you know, you're, tr you're trying to sh show, you're, you're, I guess you're trying to introduce yourself, but also trying to show how you could add value to that business in as exactly. succinct as way as possible. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Um, so kind of like moving into into photography a little bit, like what kind of work are you sort of typically taking on and um, what sort of things are you trying to seek out kind of within the photography kind of field? Yeah, sure. Um, it's it's mostly like commercial stuff as of, as of 2020. Um, so seeking out maybe like once or once or twice twice a month having a sort of just like a a lifestyle shoot um particularly like as of right now wanting to do things just locally not not having to travel far because we've we've set ourselves up in a in a place that is that is quite nice um 
like in terms of natural surroundings. So for me, yeah, like in in like full transparency, it's like okay, I would like my goal is to always like reach out for a, a photo shoot, but then uh, see if they're interested in video as well, because obviously. Um, I'm sure it's the same for you, but like that's that's also a very in-demand thing, um, and a medium that, that companies are just wanting more and more of. So yeah, in terms of in terms of like those two things, um, just working like for me as well personally, working with these sort of bigger clients is, is something that that I want to move towards, and um, yeah, man, I think. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems like it's going all right, mate. You you did that um did that gig recently with Asus and Nine Gag, wasn't it? You did a little video on their laptop. Yeah, that was that was really cool. That was um, I think testament to to like the importance of establishing relationships because we we met their we met their team while living in Hong Kong last year. Uh, we were living there for like three three and a half four months. Um, and for those that don't know, Nine Gag is it's like this media company that primarily does like memes on a global scale, um, and they're based in Hong Kong, um, and they have this they have like a, a travel Instagram page as well called Voyage, and um, after being like just in contact uh, with with the person who runs that and and sort of um, meeting arranging to meet them in person and, and uh, establishing this like real life connection, I think was. Was, uh, it's just super important in, in any like business context because um, like you want to work with with people that you like and that people that you know you can be friends with it makes it makes the whole thing the whole process more fun and, and enjoyable so it was cool to see that sort of like relationship or um, connection that was struck up like a year ago come full circle now um, because then you know they they reach out and it's like with this really um, cool opportunity that's super aligned and uh, yeah it was like to to promote um, their latest like Asus's latest laptop uh, and yeah just shot it on the Gold Coast and and delivered and then it's quite a surreal feeling also seeing like your work pushed out to to like the audience that is like that nine gig has um, so yeah I think more projects like that is, is really what I'm seeking um, getting into that space more and, and uh, I hope it's like a snowballing sort of effect. I guess time will tell. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I think it definitely is a, a snowballing effect, to be honest, in, in this space. It's like you'll do something for someone and then yeah. someone will be like, oh, someone will see that and be like, oh, he could do that for our business or someone might in word of mouth just mention you to someone else. And I, I think that's, yeah. that's kind of the way the way it's been for me has been through word of mouth pretty much. And yeah. I guess, I guess like Instagram is kind of like a, an extent, an extension of that because it's sort of like a, uh, I guess like a personal recommendation being like, Oh, have you seen this guy? Or like if, or if your work's being shared by someone else, like they might see that mm. and sort of find you that way. Um, so I think it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing is it? it's like building up your, building up your network, through yeah. working with different people and sort of just being a good person to work with. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, like, absolutely. That's it. Being on time with delivery, really, really good to communicate with. I think that's um, that's key. Like, 
making sure that there's no gray areas as well with expectation. I think when, uh, when, uh, when I've been sorting out jobs in the past, it's like, okay, what are we delivering? Especially if, if you find that the client's not clear. Getting, you know, super granular down to like, okay, well, what format do you want a video shot in? Uh, and, and specify like, okay, what's the purpose for? And, and really trying to like work with them on, on to, to achieve like the best end result that's going to be for both parties. Um, I think, I think that's super important. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. have a thought there, but I think it just evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, mate. I know the feeling, but yeah, I, I think, um, setting client, client expectations is like super important. Um, yeah. because I, I think you, you want to be on the same page, like to make sure the project goes well, but also you don't want to be giving some kind of like false impression of what it is you're going to create. And then yeah, like people, that's an interesting one. Most of people don't want to surprise, like people might like a surprise, yeah. like birthday party, but they don't want a surprise <laughs> campaign. You know what I mean? Like no, they don't want a surprise. They want to know exactly. what they're going to get. Um, exactly. Like, you know, if someone's hiring you to shoot some shoot a campaign or sh shoot a yeah. series of photos or shoot an event or like shoot a yeah. wedding or something like that, like they yeah. they want to know visually what to yeah, expect, what they're going to expect. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. I don't know about you. Do you do you put together mood boards, storyboards, um, treatments for every shoot that you do? Uh, it 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 does depend, um, but on the on the biggest scale, scale of things, like there will normally be a bit of a back and forth. Um, and so there'll probably be an, an initial mood board sent to me and like maybe a bit yeah. of a brief. And then I'll go back with a treatment, which is kind of be a bit more planned out of like where the shoot's gonna be, what's gonna entail, the kind of shot types that's gonna be included and the deliverables yeah. and then a price. Normally that's yeah. like, how how i do it but i think it, it, it kind of does depend on what it is and the kind of scale of it and I, I think for the more prescribed shoots where it's like or the smaller shoots where it's just very specific it's one one thing i they'll the treatment may be a bit more brief but for the more elaborate like larger campaigns yeah i'm sort of yeah. sort of generally making treatments and stuff what about is that the same yeah, for, for you sure. yeah absolutely um uh, yeah, almost the exact same. I think I kind of like base it off, okay, the the significance of, of the campaign of the job, um, both monetarily and then also like whether it's a seasonal thing that you're actually shooting for someone or if it's just like a, just a few images for, for a few social posts or something like, uh, you kind of also get the feeling of like how much preparation do I need to, to put in place. I think with like, um, what the approach that I tried to have is like, okay, every, every time you have an opportunity to work with a brand that's like aligned with you uh, as well, like with what you're interested in with like, for example, outdoor brands or, or whatever, um, always try to like keep one foot on like the safe side. Okay. Like here's, here's like what you can expect. And then also dabble a bit, whether you mentioned this in the, in the treatment or the storyboard, but in the concept or, or some sort of um, whether it's a framing or, or video, I think video uh, it's more relevant, but like just mixing it up and doing something that you haven't done before on top of the stuff that you're sort of agreed upon. Um, and then obviously like budget permitting or time permitting, um, you sort of include that 
in sort of what you delivered and I think it's a cool way um, that I found to add this sort of like to your skill set like being comfortable with more with more video techniques for example I think is the most practical like application of that uh, I think is is really cool so yeah that's that's a cool way to to view it in my opinion yeah no that's that's really interesting I think like going above and beyond I guess we, kind of what we talked about earlier, like people don't want a surprise. I, I guess like yeah. they're, they're, they're happy to have something extra if it's like yeah. if everything else has been delivered. So I guess, yeah. you know, in those instances where you can go above and beyond and, and fit something that you know is within the client's aspirations or like what they're yeah. hoping for the shoot. Like, I think that's yeah. like a really great thing. Um, there's yeah, been a couple, a couple of instances where like I've implemented that and had like a really good response out of it and it's it's yeah. something um uh, i think there's there's like a degree of you want to give the client the best experience with you yeah absolutely and so that they want to work with you again like i think that's that's there's a lot to be said for that uh, i guess because uh, i because i um part of my business like half of it is weddings so i do yeah. a lot of i do a lot of wedding photography and filmmaking and it, within that like a massive part of my job is essentially sort of provides a really great experience for the couple on the day and yeah. after and like during like having great communication and providing something that's above and beyond their expectations and mm. and that the the response of that when you've kind of done when you've gone be above and beyond and you've provided something that only you know that they weren't expecting but it's exactly what they wanted i think that it goes yeah. such a long way it does yeah, it really does absolutely absolutely it, it it straight away creates this little sort of like um yeah like edge for yourself right uh, i think it's it's an interesting one with weddings i can imagine like that's that's amazing that's that must be what you want because uh, um these memories are for a lifetime uh, etc so uh that that's super special i think it's a fine line actually with with brands like what i've yeah it's always interesting, like the concept of over delivering. Mm. Um, like practically speaking, I, I think it's it's a great one, um, and I try to do it wherever possible. But then I don't know. Like I'm keen to get your opinion on this. But like, where do you sort of stand your ground? Like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like push the boundaries on this, or, or sort of like choosing when to uh, show the extra value um, that you can deliver, but then also respect like okay, what's my time worth? Or, um, yeah, totally. Stick to the agreement. I, I, I think when, it's, when, it, uh, when it comes down to like brands and stuff, I would say there is a big caveat with this over, over providing and like yeah. over delivering, sorry. Um, yeah. And I, I think there is perhaps a better way of doing it being like, rather than them agreeing to buy, I don't know, 10 photos and you deliver a hundred yeah. and you just be like, Oh yeah. no, you can just have a hundred for the same price that you were going to buy 10. Like I would yeah. say, <laughs> I would say that's not the way to do it. The way to do yeah. it is to deliver, deliver that gallery of whatever 50 photos they mm. they were going to buy 10 and be like, right, yeah. I've actually shot 50 that I'm exactly. happy with. Like, exactly. you know, if you wanted to buy 10, it's this, what we agreed on. Yeah. If you want to buy 20, it's this, if you want to buy 30. Yeah. And like, that is a way of upselling your work, but also yeah. over delivering because you've provided yeah. them a choice. They can choose, like, even if they just wanted to 
go with the 10. You've provided them a mm. choice of 50 that they can choose 10 from. Totally. So, that's, you, that's exactly the, the, the headspace that, that I'm in, that I go into. It's like, um, just show them that you went the extra mile, but without actually like giving them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Necessarily, because it, it definitely devalues like your work if all of a sudden you change your tone and you're like, yeah. Just have it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy. No, without that woman. Um, yeah. No, you definitely don't want to be that person because, like, I think that can, that can sort of shoot you in the foot. Um, because if you want to have a long term relationship with this uh, client, and the first ever shoot you give them a million photos for, I don't know, twenty quid or what? <laughs> you know, like something yeah. ridiculous. Obviously, yeah, that's never. Sure. Oh, that's not going to happen. Sure. But like, if you do that, then you've just set that as your price point. And yeah, uh, I mean, if you can, if you can survive off that amount of money uh, a, a month or whatever yeah. you're doing, then like, yeah, good for you. But um, yeah, I, I think that long in the long term, you're going to find that a difficult uh, business strategy. Yeah, yeah, that that's going to need some revising for sure. <laughs> So you and your girlfriend, Julia, have been doing quite a bit of work together recently, I've seen. And um, I kind of just wanted to ask you a bit of like how it's been like working together on things like that and like what's the kind yeah. of like workflow on things when you're doing a project together? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, it's called, it's called By Jeff and Julia and we've kind of branded ourselves as this sort of boutique um, content creation um, not agency. We're just two people, right? But like... Um, the service, I guess. So primarily, it's offering photo and video work, short form social media stuff. Um, so really tailored for tailored for Instagram. Um, but then our our idea with that is again, not to be a full time sort of uh, job. It's it's just something nice that we can keep running on the side, and it, it's a great sort of like addition to our, to our relationship. I think it adds, it adds like this sort of um, exciting extra element when you uh, get into to business, I guess, with your partner. Interesting journey for sure, because you, it's, it's just another side to someone that, that you discover, um, I sort of, that you, that you would discover in, in no other way. So yeah, in a, in a nutshell, we, we kind of offer to do, well, what we do currently is like, photo and gifts, sort of like snappy stuff um, to keep like a couple of brands, uh, social medias alive. Uh, and then we, we run a couple of ads a month for them as well. And then, um, yeah, it's a basically like a, like an Instagram management in, in that context. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. So it's like also getting their, getting their, their handle and, and um, posting for them, scheduling stuff writing captions um, and trying to like grow their, their community. I think it's a, it's a cool way to approach like um, brands that especially you see could need something like this. They don't, you, you, you hop onto their, their uh, you see their digital presence and you're like, hmm, you know, we, we have the potential to, to offer something more than just like 10 photos, a one-off sort of uh, deal. Uh, and if, if the brand is, is aligned enough with, with like what we're interested in, which is very much like sort of, um, holistic, uh, health and wellness brands that are like sort of sustainably ethically minded, all that sort of good stuff. 
uh, and you know if there's already some sort of like contact that's been really positive and, and personal so far then we then we send that offer and, and um, this is also for like a monthly retainer sort of thing which is something that that I think again is, is really important to have this sort of like recurring um, business for me it's super important to to try and um, make it that way as much as possible um, and yeah like we've been able to continue that here um, as well in Byron Bay we're sort of just like dipping our feet in into the market um, so far so good the response is, is pretty positive uh, but it's also like a just another sort of thing that we're trying to, to run on the side so at times it doesn't get as much love as, as maybe it should or um, yeah it's a it's a it's a funny one to balance with the dynamic of, of working together as well um, like we we've had a we've had our ups and downs with that for sure as you can as you can maybe imagine um, but primarily like in terms of like roles and responsibilities Julia's, Julia has got a keen eye for like sort of this sort of um, laying out flat lays, these sort of detailed shots where I, um, I don't know, I think I, maybe my eye was sort of like developed with sort of the bigger landscape kind of like lifestyle scenes. Um, but I think it, it balances itself out really well, you know, if, if we're doing product photography, for example, and you need to get super in detail, then I'm often just like, whacking a few objects in, just like, yeah, it's like sweet, but then taking, Julia will take the extra moment to really sort of like lay things out nicely and, and frame them and, and really consider lighting as well, um, more so than I would. So in that way, it's a fantastic balance. Uh, yeah. And then editing is sort of like something that, that we, that we share and, and give our opinion on. It's, it's so interesting, like how subjective that, that whole process is like, mm, I think this could be warmer. Mm. It's a bit green, you know, it's like, I don't know, like, who's right, who's wrong? You just kind of like, um, me in the middle is like the, the end result, I guess. And yeah, what else? Like the, the marketing side of things, um, have some experience with, with ads and stuff. So that's, that's like my domain. And then, um, she's well versed with like the, the marketing tools. So, uh, like with, with scheduling and then stuff like that and, and more Instagram friendly. So. Yeah, it's funny how we've like found ourselves in that place. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, I get, it, it kind of just when I when when I think about all the stuff you do, I'm like, wow, do, how does how do you fit all this stuff in? Because we we haven't also touched on the fact that you like you also work for a Facebook ads agency, don't you, remotely as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you've, so. you've got about four four jobs we've kind of spoken about today. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, it sounds I just, a bit weird, almost. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to know, like, how, yeah. how do you kind of balance like that? Like, do you have any good time management tips? Because I definitely need them. Yeah, man. Like, time, time management is everything. Uh, sounds, sounds super cheesy, but I have my, you know, like in terms of structure, literal structure. It's like four buckets, right? It's like for me, by Jeff and Julia, uh, maybe the some personal, personal work that I, that I have going on that's just like my photography umbrella. Um, the Facebook ads and Happy Socks. And so I kind of have like my to-dos or I call it an excitement list. I think I got that from like, I think I got that from like Chelsea Kauai or something. I don't know if you know that 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she, she has a great way of approaching like work-life balance. So um, I would definitely check her out uh, if, if you're interested in it. Yeah, she, she's got some great blog posts as well. But um, I'm not sure now if I'm really just like echoing what she does, but I think she starts, uh, I'm not sure if it's her now, but starting the day with like doing a task that you really don't, didn't want to do first or like that you've been putting off for a while. I, I always have something that, that ends up being this task. So uh, whether it's as simple as like paying a bill or, you know, uh, editing photos or whatever, it's like do that first and then, and then the rest sort of follows. Um, but yeah, what else in terms of time management? I use a, I use a thing called tomato timer. Yeah, what's Have you that? heard of that? No. Pomodoro, the Pomodoro method where you work for like 25 minutes on and then and it's, it's, you just you would just type in like tomato timer in Google and uh, it's like the idea is you see this timer that's like 25 minutes set on your desktop and I don't know, for me it like, it like spurs me and I'm like, oh, I gotta get this task done before the timer, the timer goes and when the timer does go, you can choose to take five or 10 minutes um, break and then that's really just like I don't do anything or I just like watch YouTube or something and then the cycle repeats itself and depending on how productive you feel um, you can just like extend that 25 minutes by another and then you know you find yourself doing 50 minutes if you're like engrossed in the same task and then taking yeah probably 10 minutes after that but for me I think that's the yeah those are like the main things like right now working a lot as it, as it makes sound so um, to be fair though, it's like mostly to compensate for how like unfortunate earlier this year was for me. So mm. I think that's like on a very personal level. So I'm just like in my mind trying to, to make, make up for that. Um, so when things are, things are as busy as they are and, uh, I wake up and I have like a, a plate of, of really varied, varied tasks and things to do. I'm really excited by that. So yeah, that's key for me to have to have diversity in, in sort of like my everyday work. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I think having a diversity of things to do is is kind of like something I guess you wouldn't necessarily have if you were like purely photography, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they all kind of like feed into each other at the end of the day. It's like with Facebook ads, for example, you know, it's understanding uh, what creative what asset will get the best will elicit the best response from uh, your target audience and sort of with that in mind you then can sort of uh, I mean you could brand yourself as someone who creates like uh, content or delivers video and photo that's tailored for for paid paid ads um, so yeah just a thought yeah no it's, it's it's really interesting mate it's really interesting so kind of like with all that in mind, kind of like, where are you kind of like aiming at the moment? Like what's the kind of like goals with or like aspirations for the next few years for, yeah, uh, for, for, sure. for Jeffrey Kiefer? <clears throat> and it's a, it's an interesting one. If you would have asked me a year ago, I think it would have really been focused on like putting, putting like a, getting that name out there with like commercial work. Um, but I've, I've kind of like fallen off the whole, like, strict goal setting um, because I think this year has, has given to me more than anything uh, a wake-up call in, in terms of like um, 
understanding that nothing is really nothing is really constant or you know things can just turn upside down in a split second so um, for me trying to be at any at any given point like as happy as I can be with whatever it is that I'm doing um, and continuing continuing along that path it's like yeah number one yeah top top three priority um, another one is also just being like uh, location independent that's that's super important given that Julia is from Sweden and, and you know our, our aim is to like live a life between those those two con these two continents um, so yeah that's in a nutshell like there's no there's no strict I want to be this in like five years for me right now it's, it's just like enjoying it taking it as it comes just plotting away I think consistency and habits um, uh, are super important super super important yeah what about what about for you yeah it's interesting i um uh, when you hearing you say that like i definitely resonate with that because like i think the whole reason I, I made the plunge for photography was this freedom like the yeah. freedom to kind of like yeah. do your own thing and like to, to like be your own boss and to kind of decide yeah. when when you're going to work how you're going to work what you're going to do all these kind of things and um like re recently i uh f for this winter i've taken on a part-time job working as a um, marine science consultant yeah and that's and that's kind of been a part-time alongside my photography and like this the last few months have been hectic and like there's a lot yeah. been a lot going on um and I, I think it's kind of made me realize how much i appreciate the the freedom and the time to kind of work like work to my own sort of routine and my own sort of to-do list and I think that's you know maybe a bit of a privileged like a <laughs> feeling but um I, yeah. I I feel like I work a lot better uh independently like mm. I, I've, I'm quite I'm quite a driven um generally like sort of quite productive person I do like to kind of set my own sort of agenda so I I think for me like, like just keeping that that sort of freedom and that ability to kind of do what I want to do when I want to do it, when I want to do it and like to make, to make money so that I can continue the life that I want yeah. to lead. I think that's absolutely, kind of that's kind of it for me. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. It boils down. Like I like, I love how you boiled it down to something as, as simple as that. Right. Um, I think I'm in, totally in the same boat being, having, having this feeling of, of autonomy and, and um, being in control, I think, of not like your destiny or whatever, but like just, yeah, just, yeah what your day to day looks like and and uh, enjoying it all the while or as, as much as you can. Always peaks and troughs, but um, yeah, that's really yeah. cool, Simon. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I think like it's, it's very easy to get into the rut of being like, oh, I want to be this in two years' time, I want to be this yeah. in five years' time. And I think realistically, you if you're if you're aiming for this end goal like yeah when you get there it's probably going to be disappointing like yeah absolutely <laughs> and then and then what after like life is life is a life is a long thing right not to get yeah. to like meta meta here but like you know people who who work to like hopefully retire in their 30s it's like what are you going to do after for me that's what i always think like if you've got something that that you're enjoying just like follow follow that and don't you know yeah. It's a blessing in itself. 
So yeah, exactly. I think I think to kind of you know to have to have your goal to you know have every not every day but you know have like most days or something you're excited to do and enjoy and yeah. enjoy like you know like if you wake up like you were saying you wake up every day and you've got like an exciting list of things to do and like that's that's such a nice space to be in and i think that's a good thing uh obviously you're gonna have to have tasks that you're like oh do i have to do this now but like yeah everything comes Absolutely. with that there's there's ups and downs to everything but if like on the whole you're doing something that you enjoy and you love and like it gives you excitement i mean what better mm. what better what better thing to do yeah exactly and and key for me is like don't stop don't if you haven't found that yet in case people are trying photography now and and you know it's not it's not for them then you know try something similar or or, or it's totally different because i do i do think it's like there is that activity or is it there is that sort of um there are those interests that, that a lot of people are just like yet to discover um don't stop trying until you really have like hit that hit that on the head yeah absolutely and i, I mm. part of part of the reason i wanted to kind of have this chat with you is because like i think for a lot of people there's this aspiration of trying to get to the point of being a freelance photographer mm. and or like being full-time that's and that's your only thing and yeah. i i kind of wanted to have you on to kind of give a the alternative opinion of like you you know it's great to have that but it's also it's not the only way you can have a life that you know that you enjoy like yeah you can, absolutely um there's there's so many other ways that you can kind of integrate it into different jobs or remote working or things like that so um no I, I think it's 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 really cool and i'm sure it's been inspirational for a, a lot of the listeners cheers man that means <laughs> a lot thanks thanks so much i think like when i when i was yeah again not to not to go on about much but like when trying to make that move into full time I, I really found you know that pressure was diminishing how much i actually enjoyed like photography and the whole act it's like you know there, there's that classic like passion turns into a job and then it's like not as fun anymore it's like well if i was feeling that then I, then that's also a sign that i needed to like pivot away um so i guess just being like aware different different case by case obviously but yeah absolutely it's going to be different for anyone get, making that step like mm. and mm. i think the the kind of answer well not the answer but like the thought process is that it doesn't have to be that if it doesn't feel right like it doesn't have yeah. to be the thing you do you know yeah, what i mean like sure. um at the end of the day you've got to do something you enjoy and makes you happy and doesn't ruin this thing you love you know what i mean like if you start working as a photographer and then you hate it like maybe it's maybe it's better just to have photography yeah. as a hobby <laughs> yeah facts exactly exactly i think uh yeah the telltale signs are like <laughs> you get stressed out and you know it's not worth it because you spend more time being being stressed than than actually like enjoying um yeah then you then you can be in a bad place for sure yeah right I think we've been chatting for a while, Jeff. So maybe yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been good to chat with you. Um, no, it's, it's re really, really interesting. I'm sh I hope. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure listeners will have found it found it interesting to hear or uh, hear all about Mr. Kiefer. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. That's cool. So yeah, first, first, uh, first podcast. So thank you for for making the debut. <clears throat> such a such a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me on. It's. Uh, also also awesome to, to chat and to get you to know you better through this whole thing as well man yeah of course right mate we'll wrap it up there thank you very much yeah.
guys. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jeffrey. Um, I thought it was really interesting to kind of hear his perspective on what it's like to work freelance as a photographer, but also to balance that alongside other commitments and other part-time jobs and how it's kind of working towards his goal of being um, sort of autonomous in, um, in his work and in his ability to kind of travel around the world and sort of work remotely. I think like remote working has become a massive thing this year. And so it's really interesting to see how he's kind of making that work and how photography kind of fits into that. So if you want to find more from Jeffrey, you can find him on Instagram. It's at Jeffrey Kiefer. I'll put the link to his Instagram in the um, description below. Um, and if you want to see more of his photography work with Julia, you can find them as by Jeff and Julia um, on Instagram as well. And there's links to their website as well. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and um, I'll see you on the next one.